did you expect? Welcome, Sonny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land, the common clay of the new west. You know, morons. Hmm. I don't know where that's from. <clears throat> just because I didn't do it, the service it deserves, I'm sure. But, hmm. I, I don't know if, Criddle, you've seen the movie. I'm sure. Possibly. It's it's a comedy. Uh-huh. Um, it's a fairly older comedy. Yep. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm seeing the the actor Gene Wilder. That's isn't it? correct. That's correct. Good job. Uh, oh you're no. almost there. You're oh. almost there. Okay. Um, you know what movie it is now? Yeah, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I can find a quote that's appropriate. <laughs> I found one. <laughs> See, my favorite thing with that one is Gene Wilder. He, you know, he has his hands out. He just goes, look at this one. Straight Great. as a board. This is the one I shoot with. <laughs> My, one of the most interesting things is, like, if you're at all a Mel Brooks fan, um, I highly recommend uh, listen to his audiobook and because and, he has a chapter dedicated to each one of these shows, the movies he's made. And my recommendation for that is just skip to the chapters of the movies you watch because otherwise it's meaningless. But him talking about Blazing Saddles and talking about, you know, some of the other movies, like Gene Wilder was not supposed to be in Blazing Saddles at all. And in fact, fun fact of the story, he, um, the guy who was supposed to play him was too much... Like they wanted somebody that had like kind of a history of alcoholism, but yet it was on the recovery. So like it already kind of was like typecasting the character into it. <laughs> but apparently the guy that they did they got, he was still too much of an alcoholic. So he actually during one of his scenes <laughs> he passed out and they couldn't wake him up, and so they rushed him to the hospital. And they're like, yeah, he can't uh, he can't act for a while. <laughs> And so Mel Brooks being Gene Wilder's friend, he's like, hey, by chance, can you come do this? And Gene Wilder's like, yeah, I could do it. And so he flew out on like a Friday or Saturday and did wardrobe on Sunday. And Monday they were recording their first scene. Like it was that fast of a turnaround. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, I'm checking this movie out, man. Or this uh, autobiography out. I'm just looking at the... <clears throat> I'm just looking at the table of contents, and you know, after you know World War II, television, Johnny Carson, it gets smart. Yeah, uh -huh. and then of course the producers, Twelve Chairs, which I I would love. That that is the weirdest. And you know, think about Mel Brooks. That to me is the weirdest movie I think I've seen him. I've do. never seen it. I used to have it on VHS, and then when I thought VHSs were worth nothing, not only did I not donate them. Uh, I just threw them all away. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, welcome to Utterly Useless Podcast, where we fill your useful time with useless time. Yay. And with me, I'm going to say here, <clears throat> the we'll just do the Gene Wilder of Ooh. of the podcast, Timmy Criddle. Timmy. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That, okay. That's high praise right there. High praise. Wow. High praise. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, let's see what you could say. 
Hmm. I, I think we need to take it to the, <laughs> the pressing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, just because I can't think of anybody else, <laughs> Brett is the Dom DeLuise of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anybody else that's one of his right-hand mans. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, some of his right-hand men, you know their voice uh-huh. because they're in so many of his shows, but you don't know their name. That's true. So all I'll have to say is, it's like, well, uh, just take these cotton uh, balls, balls out. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went to the dentist. <laughs> and I, Jeremy Williams, am, well, I'm going to do it. I'm the Mel Brooks of the podcast. That's that's oh, that's wow. sad. I just wow. really just did that. I felt dirty doing. <laughs> I, I was that. waiting for him to be like, and I'm, I'm the other guy. Can I? Can I no, I'm gonna change that back. I'm gonna be. I want to be Igor, the guy who oh, plays Marty Igor. Feldman. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Marty Feldman. Okay. I'm. <laughs> I have a hump. I have a hump. <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm a good surgeon. I can remove that hump for you. <laughs> I have a mole. <laughs> you know what? The one movie that just completely gets. It's probably never recommended or anything like that. Is uh, History of the World? Yes. I think. Have you ever seen that movie, Curdle? Um, I don't think so. I know, me and Brett saw it just because our dad made a mistake. Yeah, he, he thought, thought it was he, a different movie. He thought it was a different movie, and then he got so far into it, and he goes, "Let's just stop." And we're like, "No, no, no, no! You were gonna force us to watch this. We are gonna force you to make us <laughs> yeah. finish watching." <laughs> it is one of the greatest. <laughs> It is one of the greatest movies that is just looked over all the time of Mel Brooks. Like, I mean, I mean, I just to, as a quick rank. I mean, I would consider Spaceballs probably number one. Yeah, Robin Hood Men Tights really close second. Uh huh. Blazing Saddles, Blazing Saddles, and History of the World would be. See, I have to give it to History of the World because I think Blazing Saddles is a. Five, six of a good movie. Oh, yes. I agree with you there. <laughs> Where, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, History of the World Part 1 is a full good movie. And not only that, they end with a teaser for History of the World Part 2 that never was created. But I never I imagined. Well, never similarly did. to Spaceballs. Uh, well, oh, what do you mean? Choose in space? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's at the very end. It's funny. So they're flying around in a David Starr like, and singing... Jews in space instead of um, what's the song? Yeah, what's the song? I can't remember. Men in tights. Yeah, it's men. It's to the men in tights song way before that song was ever created. Uh huh. So anyway, let's get to this so that we uh, can move along. All right, merit badges. What do we got? All right. So my merit badge. I was at a conference this week. First experience ever. So I get my merit badge of going to a general gender neutral bathroom. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, what, so just out of curiosity, what is this like? Because so in our school, we went from when they, they remodeled our school f- to improve and increase safety. Yeah. So instead of and so when they did that, they're just like, OK, well, we can't have like these uh, men's bathrooms, women's bathrooms, because these bathrooms just need to be accessible to everybody. So I walk into this new bathroom and I close the door, lock it behind me and I am greeted with the feminine hygiene products installed on there. And I get startled and I just like (laughs) turn around and I just leave because I'm like, I think I walked into the wrong bathroom. I turn around and I look 
and no, it's just bathroom. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not sure if I should be in here. So I'm curious what your experience is. Well, it's funny because so the way that the layout of this conference building was like, I could figure, well, first of all, the first time I, I saw it, I walked past it because I was like, because it may have not been gender neutral is what it was titled. It was like, um, what is it called when you don't identify as a gender? Non-binary. No, it wasn't that either. I don't know what it was. Anyways, I walked past it and I was like, oh, it's not for me because I like I want to be respectful of other people's mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, I told my coworker, I was like, um, I, I, the, this bathroom is the closest bathroom, but I don't think we can go. It's like, no, I use it all the time. It says on the door, if you look further, it says for everyone. I was like, oh. Well, that's closer, so I'm using that from now on. Um, but you can tell that they carved out uh, the men's bathroom and cut that out and created this because the men's bathroom's on the other side. But this thing is, is about what they did is it was just the biggest handicap bathroom in history. Like, that's all it was. You walk in there, and I mean, it's a little bit smaller than this room. And it's mm-hmm. one toilet. Wow. Yeah. One toilet and about, imagine, almost like a quarter of this being designated to just the stall. Wow. One toilet? One toilet. So, like, even when you open the door to the uh, to go to the stall, you still have a little bit to walk to the bathroom. Like, it's wow. not there. It's not, and it's not just in the corner. You had to walk all the way to the other side to get to it. And I'm like, this is dumb. You could have made multiple toilets here and still been, you know. Well, toilet, urinal, yeah, kitty litter box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. There's plenty of room. And then the part that's really confusing is there's like four sinks. <laughs> so it's like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And the door is one of those that, you know, I was wondering if we lock it behind us because I, I went in the first time. I didn't make mental note of how big it was. And I was like, should I be locking this? Because there's only one in here. But I'm like, but I guess they can wait. <laughs> but there's only one toilet. So <laughs> That'd be so great if they have a bathroom that size and there's a waiting room. And you're just like, <laughs> and, you know, just think about all the magazines that w- would be there, you know, Sports Illustrated, Better Housekeeping. <laughs> And you know, just yeah. to make, you know, tick every single box or whatever. WWE. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a TV in there too? They should. That'd be a big TV to, <laughs> to be able to see it. Projector too. Yeah, but that, I thought that was interesting. So, and it was always—I think that was the primary one everybody used at the conference center because it was the closest. Because you had to go all the way around. Because. Like I think originally the men's bathroom was like you could access it from two sides of this, you know, and there's a big wall that kind of cuts it in half, so you have to go all the way around the wall to get to the other side, or you could just cut through the bathroom probably. Well, now they just completely cut it, and now it's this side is uh, the right side or whatever is the gender neutral, and then you have to go all the way around this big wall and all the way around to get to the men's bathroom. So I was like, nobody did that. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of dumb, but it was my first. <laughs> Never forget your first. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so I think my mayor badge just looks like it says bathroom also on there. And I'm just, and it has like, I don't know, male, female symbol and question mark. And I am me just going, I don't know. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I'll go next. I got the uh, I got the rabbit ears merit badge. Rabbit ears merit badge. What? So, um, I'm one of those individuals that has a TV antenna. Oh, okay. And I I'm also one of those that wants to get the most amount of channels possible with it. And I tried it in Idaho, and it was garbage. Like, I could get maybe three channels. Okay. Here, after maneuvering it around my place uh-huh. in several different locations, I managed to get not only... I managed to get the top four big channels, so Fox, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Uh-huh. But I have to put it in a specific location. And my antenna has a magnet on the base, and so it hangs from the wall... Mm-hmm. Where there's like a piece of metal in the wall, like the stud with the with screws the in it. Yep. Okay. And it took me about half hour to find that weird particular location. Just happened to try it, and I got sixty-seven channels. Wow! Oh, wow! Half of them are Spanish speaking, because <laughs> <laughs> I, if I remember right, there's like two or three. There's probably like two or three. Yeah. Um. Do uh. Is it a long cord that goes around your... <laughs> yeah, it's like a 15-foot, a 20-foot cord that just to maneuver all around. Do you know what's funny? So when Jeremy uh, lived with me a couple of years ago, there the lady in the basement of my condo complex, she had this wooden chair, this metal chair that she... Because she didn't have cable, and she hooked her antenna up to this metal chair and depending on what how many what she wanted to watch depended on where she put the chair and so you'd watch this you know and she's probably about like you know four foot five this four foot five lady just like dragging this chair over so that you know she can change the the range of what she had <laughs> and then at one point in time i was walking through and she just said hey are you complaining about my chair i'm like what do you mean she goes I've had numerous complaints about my chair, and that's how I watch TV. I'm like, I don't care about your chair. <laughs> and she's just like, well, uh, who's complaining about it? I go, probably the people on the other side. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you complain about it? I'm like, because I don't care. That's why. And I would go, but, you know, this is kind of like those retirement communities where it's just like, ah. Oh. It's so everything is so beautiful except that chair over there. Is that in the back? Yeah, I know what chair it is. I've always wondered what that chair was doing moving around. Yep, <laughs> yep, that was her. She set, she hooked up her antenna to that chair. Was it a metal chair? Uh, it was a metal chair. Okay, I do something similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried doing the the thing. I remember a couple of years back, Amazon had a for sale uh, for you know it was on sale those antennas, and I bought one and never really worked out for me. Like I don't know if my house was in a great location for that. Like I just I I use I actually use like a metal stool. Okay. Because it helps amplify the yeah. signal. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, All right. What do you got? So, I got. Um, I'm not sure if I how much I say it. Well, I've never said it. I believe in the podcast, but I don't know how much I've said it out that you loud. Love me. What? That you love me. Uh, that's true. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that one of my go-to lines I heard repeated to me, and it was played off as somebody's original, and 
if you've ever had something that you constantly routinely say, and then you have somebody say it back to you, I, I, I wanted to just yell copyright infringement. Like, so my, my, my merit badge is, Hey, that line is copyright infringement. <laughs> so every so often I'll just be walking around and people will say, Hey, how's it going? I'll just be living the dream and just keep on walking. And so, and somebody will, you know, again, somebody else will come up to me. Hey, how's, how's things going? Just living the dream. So I was walking through school the other day and came around this brand new teacher who's in our building. And I'm like, Hey, how's things going? And she goes, living the dream. And I just stopped and was like almost immediately outraged. Like, that's my line. You, you, I, I understand other people have said it before. That is my thing. Just because you're a brand new teacher doesn't mean you get to steal my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. What if she came from a different world where she said, she was the one that said it all the time? Oh, worlds collide. That's interesting. <laughs> Be a multiverse of madness right there. So, I'm just, how would you speak to make people know? <laughs> That that's your phrase. What you have to do at the very end, like copyright. Yeah. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> I don't know. I've been at this school for ten years, and whenever somebody like if I don't have anything like to say, which is generally most of the time, I just like live in the dream. And every so often, if I'm like in a bad mood, I'll be like live in the dream. Once I wake up from this nightmare, <laughs> so that's just like my go-to line. That's and funny. so it was just one of those like, how dare you? <laughs> You dare to speak my words. Exactly. Spin the wheel. All right. Now we got spin the wheel. We have eight category or ten category of questions in which we're going to spin the wheel to decide which questions we're going to ask each other. I'm going first. And I get what would you have done? What, 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 what would you do? Oh, <laughs> I like. Oh. So we've, I know that I think. Both of you have read this book, and you've also watched the movie Ready Player One. Oh, it's, ooh, it's so funny that you say that, because my one recommendation is, so far, a series that is eerily similar to that. Oh, really? Yes. So, um, I forget which one. I want to say it was like the second gate, where they pick up uh, like a, um, what is it called? Like a large robot. You know, remember mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? And one of them is Mecha Godzilla that um, the bad guy picks. Uh huh. Okay. If you were there and these were your options, which one would you pick? Iron Giant, Mecha Godzilla, a Sentinel from X Men, uh, Megazord from Power Rangers, and or an At At? Um,. I would. I'm so glad that you gave one of these options because I, I can't, as much as I'd like a Sentinel, my association with Sentinels are them just blowing up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that the, is true. The Sentinels from X-Men Days of Future Past were adapting. and I know, but I, the, the ones <laughs> I'm more associated with is the 90s yeah. cartoon. cartoon That's where, the one I was thinking of. <laughs> where they just blow up all the time. Yeah. And I have to say, the reason I... I thought of this question is because of uh, on the airplane home. I watched uh, Rick and Morty <laughs> with the one with the, oh, with the, the ferrets. Yes, yes, the ferrets. <laughs> oh, what was that a spoof of? 
It was. They uh, felt like Power Rangers. No, no, no. It was uh, Voltron. I really need oh. to watch that show. <laughs> um, so I would choose a Megazord because I think the coolest Megaz- the the coolest thing from the Power Rangers was the Green Rangers uh, dragon because not only was yes. it a dragon, but you could summon it through a flute. On your dagger. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so cool, but I thought that was super cool. That sounded like a trumpet or yes. something. And then didn't the White Ranger have like a bird? Uh, which the, is the White guy? Ranger had a tiger. A tiger. Oh, is a tiger. Oh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> the yeah. way it moved, it was so fake. We're getting yeah. really nerdy here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I so mean, to first, me. First generation Megazord? Yes. Yes. Okay, with the Dragon Zord attachment. <laughs> yes, with the Dragon Zord <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I've never seen the Iron Giant, so I actually I'm gonna just you know the funny thing is there. is I've never seen the Iron Giant either. And when it was a reference, I'm just like that. That's when I was like, I need to sit down and watch every single movie that is referenced in Ready Player One because I want to fully immerse myself in well, this. And I started, and then I stopped. It didn't Ted Lasso even mention Iron Giant? Like uh-huh. it's the movie you cry at. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know much about make make Mecha Godzilla either. Uh, supposedly indestructible, um, and essentially a copy of Godzilla, but like robot and a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking Sentinels from Days of Future Past, I, that would be a really formidable foe. But the Megazord is so nostalgic to me. I'll, I'll go with Gen Two Megazord. I don't even know what the, <laughs> the difference is there. Is that the one after the movie? Um, or it's the one that is part of the movie where they go ninja. Okay. Go ninja, go ninja. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to look it up and find out. What... I know that like they they all change. So like one goes like the 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 T Rex goes into a dragon. The mastodon goes into oh, that is right. That's else. right. Yeah, because when they get summoned, they're initially the you know Mach one version, and then they like lightning, and then they <laughs> change into yeah, they, dragon sword. Yeah, Are you they talking fa- about dragon sword. <laughs> they fall into the original ones. Fall into lava <laughs> and then transform. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just <laughs> so I see Megazord, and then I see. Uh, Dragon Zord, which I forgot about it because I think too. the White Tiger turns into the White Falcon or something like that. This is deep rent Ranger yep. doctrine here. Yeah, <laughs> this is important. Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're picking Megazord, Gen Two Megazord, Gen Two Megazord. What are you picking, Brett? <laughs> I-, I want my Green Ranger Dragon. That's what I want. He wants the dra- he wants the Green Ranger Dragon Sword. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I want. And it's it's not negotiable. He wants the flute. Exactly. I need the, <laughs> yeah. I need the dagger flute. <laughs> okay. Just in case some putties are around. Also, <laughs> I forgot there there are the putties. That, <laughs> okay, I gotta find a meme really quick. <laughs> and let's see. I will pick. Because I wanted, I'm kind of Megazord. I'm definitely not picking an at at. I'm not picking a Sentinel for the exact same reason Brett is. I don't know Iron Giant well enough. I'm, I guess we're going all in Megazord. So, all right. 90s rule. 
<laughs> Just because it also can break apart. And you got the sword. Like, that's it. None of these other ones come equipped with, like, well, I guess they come up with a weapon, but it's got another weapon. So, so I found the meme. It's, okay. it's of the Green Ranger. It said, before Thanos, this ranger almost took over the world with no army, just him and a flute. Kids these days wouldn't believe the amount of stress from watching Evil Tommy give the Power Rangers the business for five straight episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Evil Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because you know what? You know what's not a bad movie is the Power Rangers movie. The one with um, Elizabeth bad. Banks? Yeah, Elizabeth Banks. The, the mm. ooze guy? I haven't yeah. watched it yet. Well, no, 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 not that oh, one. Oh, uh, the new one. The, the new, new one. Yeah, I remember yeah, the old one. Bad. old one it, was interesting. And the sad thing is, is they teased the second movie with the Green Ranger, Tommy the Green Ranger. And who would you cast as a Green Ranger for today? If it was right now. Oh, man, that is so hard because, like, the, the guy who played Tommy is just, like, that is. That's Tommy. That That's is Tommy. Tommy. That would be so hard. It, let me. If he was alive, would you accept um, Heath Ledger? As the Green Ranger? With yeah. that cast? He might be a little too old. Well, well I, mean, I mean, just like. If you could de-age him. Yeah, de-age him? Like, to like if, if I could have him as a knight's tale, yeah, Heath or, Ledger. or how to lose, not how to lose guy. Um, that would work. Ten, ten things I hate about you, yeah. It would work, but I feel like then he wouldn't do the Dark Knight, and that would be sad. That that's sad. Repercussions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I had a big crush on the Pink Ranger forever. Oh, so did I. Well, I liked both the Pink and the Yellow Ranger. So I mean, I was like. That, that was my, I was like a, you know, like 13, 14 when that came in. And I would like, I would pretend to like, oh, I hate this show. And I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, they are so hot. <laughs> yeah. I still remember her real name is Amy Jo Johnson. And she was on that movie, Suzy Flashpoint. Q. Oh. Flashpoint. Yeah. She was on Flashpoint too. That's a great, un- probably underrated show. Yeah. But, all right. Next up, Criddle. And you get. How much? All right. How much would it take for you to never go out to eat again? Brett's dollar. $2,000. Brett would be lower than me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Never go out to eat again. Oh, my gosh. I'm somewhere in the realm of like $250,000 because I still have a long life to live. And people are going to be like, hey, uh, you try this place? I'm like, no, (laughs) I haven't. I can't order it, I assume, right? No. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, two hundred fifty. It's got to be worth it somehow. So your whole family's eating out at, at a nice dinner. And you're like, I got my cereal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which what is it? funny because I'd be like, I'm all about that cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I eat cereal at night, I think of you, Criddle. <laughs> Just because when we lived together, he would eat. He was eating cereal like all meals. Yeah, I was on a cereal diet. Yep. It's like, I'm becoming Criddle. So what <laughs> cereal? Just out of curiosity. I was oh. different, right? Well, yeah, I mixed it up. When you were with me, it was... Um, I don't remember what it was. I thought you stayed with the same cereal for a very long period of time. Oh, let's go I, back, go did, back to 2007. What was Cinnamon Toast Crunch? That was on the... That's that always Corn always Flakes. Was, was it Corn Flakes? Did you eat Corn Flakes? Yeah, it was probably in the mix, but... Di- Cinnamon Toast Crunch was like my ultimate favorite, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to splurge on it. It was one of those like, man, this is going to be a rough day. So like, you eat that. But I try to eat healthy 
cereals like less oh, sugary. So honey bunches of oats. Yeah, yeah, honey bunches of oats is delicious. It, it is good. It is. Good. I don't think I've ever had it. It goes soggy really quick, but it is super good. Uh huh. Oh, cereal. I like cereal. Me too. Do you know the one <laughs> I always was try? I, I would tell my mom to to go buy, and then when because the commercials were fantastic, were kicks, and then you'd eat it, and it's just like this is like. I didn't like garbage. Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. But then the commercials would trick me again. Be like, oh, <laughs> oh no, maybe it looks it so better it looks than so you remember. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Kicks get like stale after a little while and corn pops are good. I think kicks oh. are made stale. The only problem with corn pops is they float. <laughs> the floaties. So it's like you you could have like a, a whole bunch of milk and then a whole bunch <sighs> of cereal just laying on top of it. <laughs> and you have to shove it down. You know what I got burned out from my dad is uh, sugar smacks. Oh yeah, I like I oh, don't want to ever eat those again. What my dad introduced to me was uh, corn checks because he liked wheat, he liked wheat checks, and I liked wheat checks as long as I could like pour like sugar half on. of the sugar th- on it. But uh, corn checks are just like sweet enough to like need just either a tad yeah. bit of dusting mm-hmm. or none at all. I also like raisin brand, but without the raisins. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? <laughs> I I feel bad that most kids these days will never put sugar on their cereal, like having a bland, but then throwing it on there because that uh-huh. was like a whole experience. Yeah, Jesus. Just like oh, and it was kind of fun too. Exactly. <laughs> you make a mountain of sugar that slowly just disappears. I don't know if I was with you, but it, it was in Texas. I had uh, I think Cheerios or something with Mountain Dew. I don't think that's amazing. Man, that sounds like some something that somebody would have like after a hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're single, like uh. if I could pick one cereal for the rest of my life, it'd probably be Honey Nut Cheerios because it's consistent. Multi green Cheerios are good too, though. I've never had those. Oh, you got to try those. That's it's like a sweetened Cheerio, but not honey flavored. It's good. Yeah, I could eat those. I eat the ones from Costco, the Cheerios there. I don't know which ones those are. But anyways, they have like granola in it. Ooh. Anywho, Brett, you're up, and you have what if. All right. What if you were, similarly to the Terminator movies, you were able to tra- teleport, but you can teleport in any to any place at any time, but just like the Terminator movies, you would arrive completely naked. How? What would be the first place you would tr- teleport to? Uh, I mean, every time I, I do some research, find out where the local clothing shop is, and I teleport there wherever I'm going. <laughs> the alley. <laughs> yeah, the alley. Um, I mean. It's time travel, so I still have to worry about repercussions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to the future. Then <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry. Yeah, I don't have to worry, because then whenever I mean, I guess me going back into my current does impact the future, but I will never know. Hmm. Yeah. But then, if you go into the future, you can't research anything. It's just a guess. Yeah, it's true. But what if I just do the whole almanac thing, grab one and go home? <laughs> But nothing comes with you, right? Yeah, because you're completely naked. Oh, that's true. So I guess it's all whatever you remember. Yeah. Remember. How many times do I get to do this? As many as you'd like. All right. Well, I'm getting red shop. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So just out of curiosity, what if somebody told you, or basically like, you know, I double dog dare you, see this picture right here, teleport <laughs> yourself 
right now into this picture. You're right behind Go. like that World War II picture where they're dipping the the nurse and kissing her uh-huh. You're in the background. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> flash mob. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> I'd probably do that. <laughs> Just because then nobody would know who that is. People would be like, "That kind of looks like you." I was like, "Well, obviously, I'm born year decades later, almost a century, not not a century, but sit, yeah, decades later." Sit there, will yourself to being where? What is it? Whatever his face is, is it Leonardo who's painting um, uh, the Mona Lisa? And <laughs> so yeah. in the background of the Mona Lisa is a naked guy just going, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she has a sad face. <laughs> I think I would get a lot of technology. This is not even what your question was. I know. But I'd get a lot of technology and find like the best binoculars ever. And I always try and like pop up in far places so I could see things happen um and not mess with past. Like find out who killed JFK but not really being there. Like maybe there's something in the future that I can hover and be invisible in the sky and I can watch. Now, now, does your mind unaffected by this whole thing? Like, or does you, like if you change something in time in the past, does your mind get changed? Too? I think it's probably like uh, the butterfly effect, where yeah. you remember both. Okay, so you remember both. So the more that you alter things, the more things that is slowly encroaching upon your mind. That's heavy. That's heavy, right there. Yep. Is there a weight problem in the future? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where was the first place you'd go? Uh, to the future. The future? Yeah. I, would I'd you go back to the future? I would start probably going, I'd go like 10 years into the future. And if it if nothing looks like it's changed, then I'd jump 20 years into the future. Yeah. That's probably a good way of doing it incrementally. Yeah. Just, just to kind of keep track. Uh-huh. But Or first I'd start off with like, if it's 2030 right now, then I'd jump to 2040 just to remember. Make it easy on myself. This is... This is a dumb game I play in my head, and this is me admitting something that I feel like I should keep to myself, but I'm not. I always think of, like, if, if I had Nick Nick Cage's powers, Nicolas Cage in Next. Oh, that is so cool. Is it? I forget if it's a 15-minute? It's Or is it a five-minute? Something like that. It's like it's supposedly two to, uh, five, two to five minutes. Except when he's And then at the very watch. end of the movie, and you find out that the entirety of the movie... Was his next? Yeah, but I was like, if I had like a two minute thing, I'd become an assistant coach to the Utes. <laughs> be like, don't play. We're not going to do that play. <laughs> okay, we're going to do that play. Just help him out, and then I'll get built up to being this like guru of a coach. I mean, essentially, what you'd be is you'd be a Doctor Strange version of an assistant coach, where you're just like, you're sitting there. Okay, what if we do this? What if we do this? What if we do this? This, 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 this formation. But you only have five minutes instead of like the, yeah. you know, the t- total causality of everything. Mm-hmm. So that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. And and then I'd, I would just be the quiet secret that nobody really knows. Like, why is that guy? He has no credentials of being an assistant coach or anything. So I'd just be <laughs> the guy that's really highly paid, but nobody knows what I do <laughs> except for the Coach Whittingham. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, all right, moving on. All right, my turn. Random question is what I get today. Um, okay, this one, I, I don't know how much it will impact you guys. I know if Taylor was here, it would impact him. 
But what would you, this is a would you rather. Would you rather have been the lead singer of Nickelback or the person who's credited for creating Baby Shark? Uh, Baby Shark. Oh, yeah? I, I, I don't care about bands. And then, of course, I could essentially, because that song has literally been around forever, because when it became popular, I remember uh, one of the teachers I was working with, she's like, that was a, a, a song when I was going to girls camp in like the is 70s. Is that old? I had no idea. It has been around for a while. It just, uh, that uh, Korean or whatever. And that little boy. Uh, yeah. He, that song like just in, instantly created it to be a huge overnight Success. <laughs> I would be ashamed, but I would say Baby Shark. I'd be fine with the singer of Nickelback. I have no shame in that. I have no qualms. Like I know a lot of people hate it. I can see some of the music's bad, but it's definitely not as bad as people say it is. I think people just like being dramatic. And then I like the money that comes with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Okay. All right, Criddle, you're up. And you get Kiss, Mary Kill. We're doing Kiss, Mary Kill late night talk show host Ooh. edition. Kill all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert. Kill all of them. Oh. I hate all. I don't. Oh. <laughs> and see, I'm the opposite. I like them all. <laughs> I I will watch one right after another after another. Like I'll watch. You'll jump around. Yeah, I'll be on YouTube and I'll ju- watch Jimmy. I'll watch. Uh, <laughs> The other Jimmy and I watch Steven. I'll watch them all. Um, the one I'd want to kill probably the most would probably be Jimmy Kimmel. Just because I kind of like Colbert and Fallon the most. And which one would I kiss? And so therefore I'd want to keep them alive. Uh, because Jimmy Fallon is a raging alcoholic, I'll just kiss him. And then me and Colbert can be Lord of the Ring nerds forever. Because he's, he's in that. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the worst cameos of all time. <laughs> I like Colbert. Worst cameo of all time. Because it's like they focused on him so much. And I'm like, this is deterring from the story. Who is that guy? That's Oh, that's Colbert. I like the Colbert b- rapport before oh, yeah. he, he changed to the late night. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably... Mary Jimmy Fallon. I, I've been a big fan of his since the 90s. Yeah. Um, I'd probably kill Colbert, kiss Kimmel. Okay. And Brett Brett, is... Brett's kissing himself and marrying himself. So let's see. I will uh, marry David Letterman. I'll kiss Jay Leno. And. That was my jam. Um, I can't do anything with uh, Conan O'Brien because my friends would like track me down in a. I, I think it's fine if you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I have no... I don't really appreciate him well, at all. Kimmel was technically on during Leno and that in Letterman time, right? Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, because he, he started his own st- thing. He started his own thing yes. on ABC. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so I guess you can kill Kimmel. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And last one here, Brett. You get... Would you rather... All right, would you rather always and only be able to be mildly entertained by every movie or TV show that you watch, but never wowed? Or 
there's always a 50-50 chance. Actually, not even a 50-50 chance. Rant, like flip of a coin chance where whatever you're watching is either going to be the worst thing that you've ever seen, so a zero, or an absolute perfect 10. Oh, I'll take the coin. A hundred percent. But do, does that mean I have to commit to watch yep. watching the zero? Uh-huh. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Well, this is where um, what is it called? Uh, what are those robots called that review movies? And uh, we went to it. We went to the a live production of it of Mystery Science Theater. Oh yeah. So it'd just be me, Mystery Science Theater, where we just make fun of the zero. Well, and the, I'll tell you, that was the, the joy. So the, the other day when I went to go see Black Adam, because it was a, uh, I was out of school for a, a fall break or whatever, and I went to go see Black Adam at the same time that you and me used to see uh-huh. movies in the summer. And it was so great. It was me and two other people. And had it been ba- bad, I would have been like missing Jeremy because like we would literally destroy movies because we were the only ones there or there'd be one other person but you know we were always respectful we would destroy it like quietly quietly and so yeah but i i would make sure that i would see it with yep. somebody else yep. but then there's always uh, i'm just gonna say i'm not gonna name the person but the, <laughs> i know the, who there's you. always uh, sometimes you go to movies with people and they no matter everything. how bad they are they love the movie and all I can say is, Watchmen. You know what? I saw this. Um, I saw this meme, or it was kind of like a no, it was a comic strip online, and it just said like, I the one guy was like, I dislike the first, I hate the first three, the original, uh, like not the original three, but like the, the three, one, two, and three of Star Wars. Uh-huh. And the other guy is like, well. I I am glad that you find enjoyment out of those movies, and I'm proud of you for that. And the guy's like, that's not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> or like, oh, no, I like, yeah, I like those. I like those three. And it's like, that's not how it's supposed to work. We're supposed to fight about it. And so I guess I thought about it. I was like, you know what? For those people that don't like the movies, I, I, I mean, people that like them, that I don't, the movies mm-hmm. I don't like, good for them. At least you're finding enjoyment. Exactly. Because I don't. <laughs> that's the best way I say it. You know what? If you like this, good for you. If you don't like this, good for you. Yep. You'd be like, like you're still wrong, but good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your time wasn't I mean, wasted like mine was. <laughs> I mean, wrong is always an option, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go the 50-50 coin. I feel like I, the wow moments will be way more enjoyable if I have crappy moments. Yeah. And I there's agree. always something fun to to uh, pick at it with the uh, mm-hmm. garbage. And just... Start booing. Boo. Why would they come to our concert just to boo us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, if you've been listening to the last two episodes, we have been narrowing down the most rewatchable comedies of all time, and we're down to the Elite Eight. I oh, wrote, good. I was, yeah. I was wondering if you would say that right, because when you texted yeah. it, I was like, um... No. <laughs> yeah, I saw that just as I was about to say that. I was like, oh, I just deleted the 16 in row eight. Like, oops. <laughs> Get ready for blood and tears. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of tears because I'm going to have to <laughs> say goodbye. I mean, so to start, let's just start it all off with the first one is Spaceballs. Sex, second one is Airplane. Dodgeball. Tommy Boy. 
Men in Tights, Anchorman, Ace Ventura, Clue. I would watch all of these almost a lot, pretty frequently. I feel like we're all winners. We're, yeah, they're all winners. Yeah, everybody was in a winner at this point. Everyone gets a trophy. But we are gonna decide who is the ultimate, and this is gonna the first one right now. Well, I'm sure I'm gonna say this throughout the whole thing, but the first one hurts a lot. Well, hold on. Before we begin, oh. do you on that list? Do you see any? surprises any underdog oh, that's a good underdog i feel like, like clue is a little bit surprised i feel you know in the rewatchability list i'm not saying it's a bad movie i'm just saying the rewatchability of it i would uh, say clue and i guess partially men in tights just depending on because what what it could have gone up with in earlier rounds uh-huh yeah i also think dodgeball like i didn't think of dodgeball going this far originally but as we thought about it as we discussed it i was like yeah i can see that i yeah i think dodgeball is definitely one of those like you know the, when we were comparing it to the other movies it was like this is actually the clear winner yeah i agree you know i would say yeah clue and dodgeball for me are oh, the ones right. that kind of surprised me okay let's get it on okay space balls versus airplane Oh, this should be the. This is the title match. This is the. <laughs> the this is one of those rare moments where in the March Madness when it comes, you know, it's a one versus an eight, and you're just like that eight should have probably been like a two, but for some reason, things fell a certain way, and so this is one of those like one of those is obviously a one. One of them should be a one or maybe a two at the most, and they just because of. Uh, ranking or whatever because they're both like kind of like duke and north carolina where they're both in the same conference and so you can't both have them as number ones mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this one i think somebody's gonna have to convince me of one or the other because this is they're they're both fantastic movies they both are very nostalgic for me mm. so that brings in a lot of rewatchability i, pick, <laughs> I picked a bad day to stop sniffing glue <laughs> exactly <laughs> The quotes from these, the quotes <laughs> from them alone are a plethora of quotes. Uh, Spaceballs, <laughs> from beginning to end, let's talk about this. Does it? Does Spaceballs have any of that lull I've been talking about? The only time that it has a lull is when they initially crash in the desert and you have, every they're sitting around the uh, campfire and Lone Star and the princess are kind of like at, still at odds with each other. You had that whole scene where, you know, uh, I will not go anywhere without my royal luggage. Yeah. And then, of course, the industrial, uh, you know, that's funny, but it's still at the same time. It's part of the lull. You sit down in front of the fire. It's still a lull. You know, you have and then suddenly it changes with the alarm uh -huh. that goes off. And so then I, at po that point, the lull kind of dies. Yes. <clears throat> I agree that, that that's a lull there. It, it's also a great cast. John Candy, legendary. Yes. And just Bill Pullman. Um, I don't know if this was his first breakout film, but bravo to you. For like, doing this. He, he, he kind of gives like a Star-Lord. Yeah. You know. It, it's, but it is better. Like, it's like, like a, yeah. It's like if somebody were to like, let's turn Harrison Ford into the Star Lord, but obviously we can't have Harrison Ford do it. Bill Pullman is here's the, a cheaper option. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the beautiful thing about 
two movies on this list because to me, they've been in things before, they've been in things since, but Bill Pullman, to me, whenever I see him, it's, oh yeah, it's he's from Spaceballs. And it's, you know, what's his face from Robin Hood Men in Tights? It's like, that guy's from Robin Hood Men in yeah. Tights. Like, to me, those two movies, to me, identify... A lot of people. Yeah, with the, that, and you know, maybe rightly or wrongly so, but that's what I associate them with. Mm-hmm. And because I associate with them with, I, I, I do have a, a joy for them. And maybe to some extent it hurts my enjoyment in some of the movies that they're in because I'm just like, but you're not them, but you're not like doing weird stuff. Like wh- wh- why, what, what choices, uh, Robin Hood led you to be chained up into a <laughs> <laughs> in a bathroom next to <laughs> who's the other guy? Uh, I am bl- I'm spacing. Who's the other guy that's chained up and saw? I can't remember. There's Carrie Ellis and wow. Is he a no namer? He's not a no namer, is he? I, I mean, mean, I know the. I know Danny Clover. Yeah, is, is the cop. Is the, is the cop. Yeah. Let's see. I am just curious. We're getting on a tangent, but that's okay. What do you think uh, Mog identifies as? <laughs> Because he can use that bathroom, right? Yeah, I think it, so. <laughs> I'm half man, half half dog. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm pulling up Saw now. Oh, I don't even know who that guy is. I don't recognize him at all. I wonder if his name is Lay Wannell, hmm. something like that. I'm just curious what his, uh, what else has he been on? Uh, the Invisible Man. Oh, he was a writer for The Invisible Man. He was an Aquaman <laughs> as a cargo pilot. So I'm thinking his career didn't really take off after that movie. Mm. All right. Back to the topic <laughs> at hand. Sp- so Airplane. Um, once again, quotable movie. Not only quotable, but there's just so much depth into that movie. Like You notice something new every time you watch it. Um, there's comedy going on in the background where I would say Spaceballs is more of a foreground comedy. Like everything's going right in front of your face. Nothing's really too much hidden. Unless I'm missing something. No. Because like even like the comb in the desert, that's very <laughs> foregroundish. The um, <laughs> yogurt, <and> Mr. Coffee, <laughs> Mr. Coffee. Yeah. I mean. You know, and even as bad as the second airplane movie is, they still, and it was done by different people, they still had the know to do things in the background. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite things is when they're doing something and it says no smoking, no spitting. And so the guy is smoking in the background, throws his cigar by a whole bunch of barrels, nothing happens, he spits, and then everything explodes. I also appreciate one that, of the things I appreciate about Spaceballs is I love that there are two separate like versions of it, one for TV, one oh the yeah. actual version, but you can still appreciate both. Well, I mean, there's kind of two yeah. versions for Airplane, Airplane too. Because yeah. there there's one yeah. <laughs> scene that is just like I remember because I watched that forever and when, it wasn't until I actually bought it I'm like I don't ever remember seeing this before. <laughs> 
But then you got with Spaceball, you got morons. Uh huh. <laughs> I I've got to I I know my choice. It's a reluctant choice. But once again, I got to remind myself: this is not my favorite movie, or this is not the better movie. This is just their more more rewatchable movie. Yeah. So I'm gonna cast my my vote here and say Spaceballs. Yeah. Um. This is. Spaceballs to me, I think, might be the edge a little bit for me. I just I'm I'm replaying both in my mind, and then I'm just seeing myself edging more towards Spaceballs, just barely. Yeah, it is just barely, and it and honestly, it might be because of uh, my shallowness of how much a little bit newer it is. You know, it's a little bit. I I don't know. I also love the spoof that they play on Star Wars, and it's just great the funny thing is is like i didn't grow up watching star wars brett never introduced me to it really at a young age or anything or my dad so i watched baseballs years before i watched star wars <laughs> and so it's still fantastic <laughs> and it's funny because i mean airplanes a spoof did you know that Phil? yeah and and 90 of people 99 of people probably have never seen the spoof i met somebody on this conference who actually had seen the spoof too i mean seen zero hour they saw zero hour and oh. i was like props man that's dedication he goes you too man ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you amc for at least that for one period of time uh-huh. was doing those like show notes oh yes all right. Well, I'm gonna go with airplane. I and I'm not doing it just because you guys both went for spaceballs. Is that's where I was gonna go. But you know what? This was one of those that whichever one lost is still a winner, exactly. and whichever one won is still a winner too. That's why you wish this went to like the last round. So it's like you you made it to the championship. Mm-hmm. All right, dodgeball versus Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, dodgeball. I think they both have a very similar feel in comedy. Um, kind of. Well, dodgeball is a little bit more ridiculous. I was I was watching a. Um, this is a fun fact that I just watched this yesterday. I watched a TikTok video with an interview with David Spade about Tommy Boy and the creation of. And at the time, like, so David Spade and, and Chris Farley, I think they shared a room on SNL as writers, and. Um, they did a lot of things together, and they kind of were best friends because of that. And at the time, David Spade said, you know, I'm not really – I wasn't really that popular or famous on SNL at the time. I was in some bits here and there, but I wasn't very – you know, wasn't on a lot where Chris Farley was immediately, like, just a mega success on SNL. And so he was on almost everything. And and so Chris Farley would be like, hey – uh, no, like whenever Chris Farley would mess up or anything like that, SNL um, on like on a rehearsal or anything like that, David Spade would just you know destroy him with like comments about him, kind of similar to how he does in Tommy Boy, with the things he says. And uh, Lauren Michael said, "You know what? The way you two act, we're gonna make a movie out of that." And that's what he just said. He was like, "Okay." And so they assigned writers to him. He's like, which David Spade said, that's very rare for Lorne Michaels just to sign writers to somebody. Like, we're making a story about your movie idea. And, and then they gave him a budget with almost no questions asked. And they didn't really have like a, a thing. And they wrote it. And they said most of the stuff was came up with on the scene, like on the spot, like, um, you know, hitting him in the face with the, mm-hmm. with the board <laughs> and like, 
Chris Farley wearing a clip on. He's like, a lot of these things are like, what can we do to make this scene funny? They thought of it on this on the day of shooting. Like, what else can we add? What else can we do? Like from housekeeping and all that stuff. It's like because we don't want to just be a story about car parts selling brake pads and all that stuff. Like that's a boring movie. What can we do to make this funny from beginning to end? And that's what they did. And they killed Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. I think it's a great movie. This one's a hard one. Right off the get bat, just all right. Well, this one's easy and a little bit easier for me because I think the most rewatchable movie and the more quotable parts of it is Tommy Boy, because there's some good parts. Like what is it? Vi- and not Vince Vaughn. Um, what's his face? I can't. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's character in Dodgeball has probably like some of the better lines mm-hmm. in Dodgeball. And then of course you have Jason Bateman. Who is yes. doing the color the commentary, which is good, but I mean, I mean, when else can you just go up to somebody and just start randing like you know you say a couple numbers and then you just throw in a niner and everybody knows exactly, exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I think it's funny as you were saying about uh, dodgeball about Ben Stiller being the main guy of the quotes and Jason Bateman because I started thinking about it and Vince Vaughn is more like just the glue that holds the show together, moves the storyline along. But, like, Vince Vaughn doesn't really have too many comedic value. He's just, like, the, you know, he's consistently delivering some comedy, but it's not, like, the laughing, like, makes me belly laugh or anything like that. That's Ben Stiller throughout and some of the side characters as well. But Vince Vaughn, yeah, he's not, like, the outrageous comedic delivery person in that movie specifically. Well, yeah, it's not, it's, I think maybe that's because he's the balance in that movie. Exactly. If it was yeah. all comedy, it'd probably be like almost too much. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Dodgeball, to me, it's so it's so rewatchable. And I love all the characters that intertwine together. It's Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, to me, and um, Chris Farley are both like great angry comedians. Like they, they could, you can, they could just get so mad and. And, and pissed, but then you're just, you laugh at it because it's so great. And if you ask me, uh, Dodgeball got an all-star, they have an all-star secondary cast, and that would be like uh, Alan, was it, Tuyuk? Yeah. And, you know, the guy the who's pirate. the pirate. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have... That's uh, totally random, too. <laughs> yeah, Milton from Office Space. I don't know uh-huh. his real name. And then they have Justin Long... Justin. And the Patches O'Houlihan guy. Patch, exactly. Um, oh, man, I forgot his name. Rip Torn. Rip Torn, yeah. Oh, no, but I was thinking also younger Patches O'Houlihan. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, what's his H- face? Hank Azera. Yeah, Hank Azera. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at all that. The secondary is crew, essentially. Well, and dodge, just like dodgeball to me is so random. Like, just it. Yeah. This <laughs> this this guy just is like, oh, there's, there's a dodgeball tournament <laughs> in... In a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> His wife hates him. And it's, oh, it's exactly the amount of money they need <laughs> to buy a, a, an average Joe Jim. <laughs> I, I like the taste of my own urine. It's what sterile, is, and I, I like, like the, the taste. taste. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then Tommy Boy, well, once again, is a classic. Um, I will say Tommy Boy does have lulls. Uh, probably way more than I don't know of any off the top of my head with dodgeball. I'm sure there is some, but like, I mean, a comedic lull is Tommy Boy out in the water until you know 
the comedic values delivered that he stuck out there in in the lake. Uh, I know you who you are, and I've seen where you sleep, and I guarantee <laughs> you your parents will cry when they hear what I've done to you. <laughs> I mean, would you say the lull in dodgeball would be where where Vince Vaughn signs yes. over his the gym? Yeah, yeah. That that's to me like the biggest lull, and then like obviously the Lance Armstrong cameo between that and. Or and Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the Lance Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, at the airport. Yeah, that's probably the the stretch of lull in that movie, and that's towards the end, which is mm-hmm. weird. But I would just say, Dodgeball is the more like like consistent comedy throughout there, where Tommy Boy is story comedy, story comedy. It's just kind of ebbs and flows. Um, so. For that reason, I'm going dodgeball. I'm kind of surprised. Wow. Um, I never thought I would shoot down Tommy Boy. All right, you're Ike. you're the deciding factor. Putting I all the weight on you, Tommy Boy. I know, but Damn, this isn't a love. Motors. This is a most rewatchable. <laughs> yeah, the I'm gonna. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll. Uh... I gotta go with dodgeball. I'm sorry. Oh wow! I'm sorry. I wanted to pick Tommy Boy. It's not my favorite. It's yeah. what's the most rewatchable. To exactly. Me. Yep. That's my thoughts it, on it too. I it's a, it hurts. It hurts. It does because Tommy Boy <laughs> is a classic. If you were to tell me which one's the better movie, I would Tommy probably pick Boy. Tommy Boy. Yes. Yes. All right. Men in Tights versus Anchorman. This one also. Oh. I I think I know it's one already, but. I think I know, yeah. But anyway, Men in Tights, super nostalgic. It's got that formula, just like mm-hmm. Spaceballs. Just like Spaceballs, yep. Uh, Anchorman. Anchorman's got more lulls, if you ask me. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's mainly like when he was kicked out of the out of the the team out mm-hmm. of the crew and he's at the you know the bar that's somewhat of a lull for me yeah um but it's almost like like ace ventura where like you know during those lulls yes will will ferrell's doing something like uh-huh. oh, milk was a bad idea <laughs> exactly <laughs> i think i'm i'm just gonna vote in already because i don't think i can be swayed one way or another i'm going in men in tights um, and I will probably say Men in Tights is slightly better of a movie. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are your thoughts? Um, oh, Men in Tights is just classic. Uh-huh. It's I love all the spoofs that they do into it. It's funny because just um, this year, I think I looked up finally when he goes fatalish. I, I had looked up that and what it was Yiddish for. And I was like, oh, I finally get it. At this age of 37 that I am now, I finally get that joke. I knew what it, I, I actually got it right when my assumptions. Yeah, you drew a correct conclusion. Yeah. You but just I was didn't like, know. I was like, but I got to make sure. Yeah. Which one would you say holds up better today? 
I mean, between Anchorman and Mentite? Yeah. Like, what do you mean hold up? Holds up, like, <laughs> as far as, like... Politically correct? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Politically correct? They're Politically both... Correct, just, or well, just poli- like... Politically correct, I mean, you know, in the 90s didn't t- hold any punches, whereas in the early 2000s, they were aware of, like, how not good the 70s were. And so, I mean, just think about this. In, in that 70s show, which was in the, the 90s, they didn't like, oh, well, you can't do that. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. And in Anchorman, they're just like, okay, well, we're aware of they can't do that. We can't do that. We're gonna like we're highlight gonna that a that, yeah. little bit. And so yeah, like I with think women in the <laughs> you're bringing bears into the building. <laughs> <laughs> you happy? You're endangering everyone. <laughs> so I think that you know, Anchorman was more aware of the time frame in which it was and and of course again you could just say that the 90s were kind of like a rougher type of an era where you know funny is funny we don't care who's you know that's it, very it, accurate funny is funny was back in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. we don't care whose feelings are hurt this is what mm-hmm. it is uh-huh which is now it's totally different uh-huh but then again like I mean, Men in Tights is a Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks, if you listen to his little his book, he pretty much says over and over, he's like, I, funny is funny. I'm going to put it on here. I don't care who I'm hurting. <laughs> I, like, it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. You can't please everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing about that that book, though. He's, you'll see it repeated over and over and over again. A producer will come in and say, you can't do that. Like, for example, Blazing Saddles, first fart scene ever recorded. You know, they're around the campfire eating beans and they fart. They told him they told him a lot of things he couldn't have in that movie. And you know what? He's, he kept saying, yeah, I'll take that out. I'll take that out. Never did. And then he just released it. <laughs> Never had any backlash from making those decisions. That's awesome. He stuck to his guns uh-huh. with what he felt was yes. the best. Yes. And so, yeah, that was 100% Mel Brooks. He's like, I don't think he, before he started his own production company, that was... Uh, that was his little go-to. He's like, yep, I'm just going to say yes and then just do the opposite. <laughs> We're not getting anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've already locked in mine. <laughs> um, who, do you, who do you like better as your main screen person? Uh, Ron Burgundy, a.k.a. Um, Will Ferrell, or do you like Carrie Ulas as Robin Hood? It's interesting because, again, this was in the day where just – before Will Ferrell took over everything. Uh-huh. And it was this, and then it was Talladega Nights, and then it was just like, okay, here's the, the rough script idea, and just start talking. Yep. And that's where I'm just like, ah. Yeah, he's kind of, um, for me, ruined his, uh, vid- his on-screen. Like, just seeing him now is less valuable to me because what he's done. Because, yeah, I feel like he just goes in unscripted and just kind of talks sometimes. Not all the time. No. Do you think Anchorman could be carried without his news team with him? Oh, um, no. It, he, he needs his news team. Yeah. Whereas I think with Robin Hood, Carrie Eels could probably carry that movie by himself. I would say if he had a chew at least with him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you need a chew. A because, because yeah. you know what? Little John, like... He didn't add much. Didn't add much. 
Uh, Blinken added a little bit more uh-huh, than yeah. Little John, but, but not he, much. He was more of a, a very side character. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, okay, this character was introduced to kind of establish that he had land, he had a palace, he had uh, because obviously he had a, a servant, so he had something. Uh-huh. And then, and and then, of course, you know the comedic value of a couple things that he did because he was blind. Yeah. was fun, but it wasn't like the entirety of everything. No, it was mainly Gary. Okay, it was, and yeah, I would say most of it rested on him. So, what you guys think, thinking? Um, as of right now, I'm I haven't made a decision yet, um, but I'm leaning <laughs> more towards Men in Tights. Okay. What about you, Brett? Where are you oh, feeling? I, I, I haven't had a decision for a while. I've just been trying to get uh, Tim. To- <laughs> just, are you you're trying to sway him? I, I'm leaning towards men in tights. Okay, because for- I've been 100% men in tights the okay. entire time. Yeah. So that was 100%. Is that the first 100% this round? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I'm leaning towards men in, men in tights. I, I didn't want to force that. I didn't want to just be like, okay, I'm a, a men in tights, and then just kind of like, you just kind of like falling on your sword, like fine. I kind of figured tights. Brett was gonna go yeah. tights. It was. It was. I was really just thinking about watching them both in my head quickly, and I didn't want it to be an easy decision, and so that's why I was like kind of dragging my feet. And but that ultimately, like, I think Men in Tights was more memorable, mm-hmm. more fun, and I I really like Carrie's, and he does carry the accent. <laughs> <laughs> um. And the funny thing is now, do you know what the funny thing is? I just realized about you just saying that he's Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not like it was natural to him. (laughs) Anyway, so I don't know if he did a good job with his accent or not. I'd have to talk to a Brit. I I like his uh, portrayal. Wasn't he in White Collar? Yeah, he was in. He was in one, maybe two episodes. I thought he was in a like a handful of or no. No, he was in in Psych. He was in Psych. Okay, I like Despero. his. I like his character in Psych. Pierre Despero. Actually, no, I don't think he was in uh, White Collar. Okay. All right, next one: Ace Ventura versus Clue. Clue is a great film, very nostalgic. Ace Ventura is too. They both kind of. I probably watched them both around the same time frame in my life. Ace Ventura. We talked about it before. How the lulls are very little because of he carries on that moment especially when he finds um is it einhorn uh-huh einhorn is what einhorn finkel. is yeah finkel finkel's einhorn the <laughs> plunger the shower <laughs> the fire the funniest part of ever seeing a man naked i think <laughs> i i i'd like to talk about that later in some other episode of the funniest time you've ever seen a man naked but that might be up there um yeah. Clue. Clue, you got the back and forth with Tim Curry and you got Christopher Lloyd. That one's got a, also a great secondary cast. I mean, they're not really secondary, but I think Tim Curry is so much the first guy that they are secondary. You got um yeah, Christopher Lloyd, you got the guy from all the SNL kind of movies ish. Uh-huh. I can't think of his name, but Mr. Green. Uh then you have Colonel Mustard who pops up everywhere else in life. But you're always like, That's Colonel Mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved his character in uh, Arrested Development, where he was just would pop up places and just get uh, the wife just like, "Oh my gosh, you are so good." 
He's also in a show that I love very much. It's called Life in Pieces. Um, I love Mrs. White. Mrs. White is one of Mel Brooks's go-to female actresses. Yes. And then... It's so I, funny because I don't know about you, but I have to like look for it in her. Like I don't see her as Mrs. White. Like I'm like, that's her, right? Well, it's it's just because like she has the black wig where yeah. in every single thing else when she's in Mel Brooks movies, she's has her natural hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like to me, Miss Scarlet was like the hottest thing about yes. Clue. <laughs> yes. And then Mrs. Peacock, like that was the ending that I was always going for because I just found her not attractive. Yeah. And I didn't like and her. And she was annoying. Yeah, yeah. She was annoying. And so I'm like, yeah, of course, you're the one that did it. Nobody else could have done it because I don't like you. Okay. Now I have to state <laughs> some of the things I'm going to state were, are not going to be um, well liked, but it's just how I feel. I feel like some of the replaying of the scenes of who could have done it is a little bit a lull. Like, I mean, just because you're, I mean, I'm appreciative that they don't go back all the way and replay yeah. it all, but there is a little bit of like, it's like, oh, okay, if we're getting caught back up. I love the running from room to room scene. That yeah. is like my favorite part of the entire thing. And then, of course, when he, you know, Wadsworth assaults Mr. Green and would you stop that? No. <laughs> I like that that clue is one of the movies where you don't where they're doing all the detective work in your eyes instead of me having to think about yeah. it. Yeah. Which uh. is super nice. Even if they do replaying moments and moments yeah. in different scenarios, I don't have to think about it. Yep. I just have to watch it and enjoy it. Yep. And they enjoy their delivery of it. And then you think alongside with them one plus two plus two plus one. <laughs> well, not one only that, but one. the um Oh, what is it? Not the library scene. The the one in the conservatory with the the motorist. Uh-huh. Like I would rewind that and check to see the reflection off of the like brass fireplace to see if I could figure out who it <laughs> I never was. thought of doing that. Like I was so like cuz I'm like if I can find out who this one is, I will know the exact ending for everything. Mhm. Also, I will say this. So, Clue, once again, fantastic movie. Uh, the rewatchability, though, at the beginning, though, it's a little slow of an increase where Ace Ventura goes right into it, you know. With the, uh, with the dog and the, 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 the box. UPS. <laughs> but again, with Clue, you have the dog crap that everybody is stepping in. I don't think I got that until I was older. Like, I was like, and I was like, oh my gosh, they're all repeating it. I'm like, that makes sense. I do like the spoof they did with Clue in Psych. Oh, yes. yeah, that was really yes, fun. That was a good one. Uh, well, I'm I, I'm going Ace Ventura. Okay, I'm going Clue. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Brett was going Clue. <laughs> I had, I had no a feeling. doubt in my mind. I, after thinking about it, I'm I feel like I feel like Ace Ventura has more comedic moments. Yes, in there and the more memorable. So I'm gonna go with Ventura. All right. So. All right. So right now. So now it's down to four. What do they call that? The final four. Final That's four. right. <laughs> the final four. We have Spaceballs, Dodgeball, Men in Tights, oh Ace Ventura. Should we keep going? We are at 115 right now. If we want to finish it, we can. Okay. All right. So now Spaceballs versus Dodgeball in the final four. Okay. 
So I'm just going to start this off. Spaceballs just takes dodgeball behind a shed and just ends it right there. I'm sorry. This is this is one of those like final fours where you're just like, this is the most boring basketball game I've ever watched. Like I, it's not even close. I agree. I agree. Spaceballs. I think the nostalgic part of it mainly takes it and takes it back behind the corner and kicks it. I mean, but they're both comedic values. Great. Spaceballs. It transcends time. It's, it's a clear winner for me. However, I want to stop for a second. We're going to do some sports analysis. Brett. Yes. In a hypothetical scenario, we had airplane, I mean, not airplane, uh, Tommy boy advance versus Spaceballs. Still same scenario. You still see the same win? Spaceballs versus Tommy Boy? I think Spaceballs wins, but it's it's not a shellacking. Okay. Okay. Back to you, Criddle. <laughs> um, let's see. I I I I have my guesses as to who's gonna be in the finals. Um, and I think it's a clear winner over this one, and that is Spaceballs. Okay. And unanimous there. Men in tights versus Ace Ventura. This one is harder for me, but I think I know who wins. But I'm curious to hear what Brett has to say. Uh, so a stray arrow comes and burns <laughs> down uh, Miami Dolphin Stadium <laughs> and men in tights. We need an applause. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, what is it? Patriot arrow? <laughs> <laughs> um, right rope. <laughs> yeah, I'm men in tights on this mm-hmm. one. Yep. And it, but this one's closer for me. It's not is like the first Spaceballs versus Dodgeball. Clear winner. 100%. No questions asked. Men and tights for me, a little bit closer, better of a game to watch. Yeah, I would but, agree. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. you're in with men and tights too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, That's funny to see this. I was just curious. Okay. So now we have the 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 championship, and it's funny that it's two Mel Brooks movies. He's got it. Oh, I mean. Uh, what was it? And one of the earlier podcasts, I think I asked uh, Taylor and Jeremy, you know, one movie or, you know, Mel Brooks movies, Adam Sandler movies, whichever one you choose, the other one gets wiped from existence. And oddly, both of these are Mel Brooks movies. Yep. And do you know what? Rewinding back to another round, I don't even know what round it was. I'm a little sad in remembrance of, I don't know why this movie's my usually number one rewatchable movie of all time, but Night's Tale. I was surprised that it didn't make it much further than it did. There's a lot of movies in the first round that fell very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. See, and to me, rewatchability is good, but I, I, I can't really classify a Night's Tale as a comedy. I I. To me, it is more of a light action family movie. I see that. I so, see that. if we were to do this with light, you know, action movies or family movies, and a Knight's Tale popped in, I think it would probably go further. But I mean, I think that all, most of the movies that we put in here are heavier hitters, comedic wise, than a Knight's Tale. That's so, a fair point. So I think when we, if we do it, a action movie. Yeah, that old that might go pretty far because it's got a good balance. Mm-hmm. Action adventure, kind of. Yeah. All right, spaceballs. We talked about it before. 
Uh, Spaceballs came out before Man Tights. Does that have any play into this? No. No. I mean, you did hit the nail on the head. The format of both of them are very similar. Yes. Uh, lead actors there. So we have John Candy, Bill Pullman. Uh, we have um, we haven't even mentioned why did I forget his name? Okay. Well, actually, just well, let's look at this. Let's think about. Not the not the lead actors. Let's look at the secondary like co stars. Oh, okay. So John Candy, Dave Chappelle. Now let's think of oh, yeah. the villain where you have Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis versus I don't know Richard. Name. I can't remember what his name is. I don't. I think Rick Moranis is slightly a better bad guy, but I don't know <laughs> if that's because I know him from other things. I, I don't. I have a clear winner in my head, so I'm gonna let you two duke it okay. out. Okay. This one, I think it's. I think I know the clear winner for me. I don't know if it'll be your guys's, but uh, but anyway, I think like the Rick Moranis brings a lot more because like you're like, hey, I know him from Hi Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I know him from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Was he not on Canadian Bacon? Yeah, he. Um... John Candy was no, he was not. Alan Alan Alda Alan was. Alan Alda was. Reese Murray was her name Perlman. Yeah, Rhea mm-hmm. Perlman. Um, yeah, and that, what I was one of my favorite things is when, uh, you know, Bill Pullman's character basically has Darth Helmet <laughs> holding him, and he's, he's just like, swiping <laughs> back and <laughs> forth because he's such a small, like, character, and. and and then of course you get your Schwartz tangled up. You kill the cameraman. Uh huh. These are these uh, are the stunt devils. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. Uh huh. They, yeah, they break the fourth wall in Robin Hood. Oh yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, okay. What about the love interest though in both movies? Ooh, that's a good one. Good point of view. Uh, the I think Men in Tights might have that one. Men in Tights does have that one because I found. And but you know what? It kind of checks with Princess Leia because Princess Leia in the original Star Wars movie was very like I don't need or I need help, but I'm not helpless. Yeah. That's true. Does that does that as a male does that change it? Because one's playing a little bit more harder to get, even though she's not playing it. Where one's more freely like I I want you, Robin, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One's more open, one's more resistant. But it checks with both uh, both original characters. Yeah. Made Marion from mm-hmm. Robin Hood compa- and you know Princess Leia from Star Wars. It checks for both of them. It does. So they created a comedic version of both of them and played to both of their actual characters. I think it would I think it would have been really hard for me to really like Robin Hood Men in Tights if they would have made made Marion more like Princess Leia. Uh-huh. But what about, as far as the comedic value goes, does one, like, I forget the fact that they're spoofing. Like, does does that, her being more willing, make it more comedic versus the resistance of, um, I don't know her name. So that. what about Dot Matrix versus the... Uh, oh, the girl from uh, League of Their Own? Yeah. <laughs> I like League of Their Own a little bit more. Just, I mean, I, I mean, I appreciate the alarms that go off on uh, the robot dot matrix, uh-huh. but I also do like like the girl falling from the 
the the room Jump. and Jumping trying to get on the, the horse uh-huh. and the horse has subtitles <laughs> you gotta be kidding me or something like that <laughs> and then uh no ding ding without the wedding ring <laughs> and uh yeah i think i appreciate her more than dot matrix dot matrix i don't i've never appreciated um the voice of her joan rivers yeah joan rivers i never except I, for when people make fun of her I think Dot Matrix has great lines. The alarm is good. I like the whole don't no looking at my can. When yep. when uh, the the Mog, John Candy's character uh-huh. is climbing up behind her. I mean, I you know, Dot Matrix is more of a drag to some extent, but mm-hmm. it kind of checks with C3PO too. Yes, it does. No, I think they both were done justice in their comedic like spoofing. Uh, it's just, unfortunately, one has a better recipe just because of the the original. Like yeah. they set him up for a better. Uh, I feel like the princess in Spaceballs was a little more girly and more, uh, not as fierce as like Princess Leia. Oh, what are you talking about? That was pretty good for Rambo. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, up until where they shoot yeah. her hair, and then she yeah. just tur- she flips the switch and is just like, yeah. I I think also the I think a lot of the winner is I was way more. I don't think I was really as attractive to um, her as I was to Maid Marian. Oh yeah, Maid Marian. Oh. <laughs> like. I, I think we could all agree. Like, I think there was like many a <laughs> times pausing. where pausing happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was pausing as a kid. <laughs> um, yeah, a little birdie man made a little doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm I'm not gonna hold back any longer. I think we talked about it. I'm gonna say mine. I am saying men in tights. Whoa. <laughs> I I've I had my pick from the beginning. It was Spaceballs. All right, Brett. Oh, I don't think hardly any of these have ever fallen to you. No. Oh. <laughs> but I'm happy to say I'm okay with either one of these. I'm winning. okay with them too. Like, but I do believe in mine, and I'm sure you believe in yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all have points. Like, uh, yeah. So before we were talking through the entire thing, I, I, it was a no doubt. Spaceballs. Uh-huh. But talking out not only characters, talking out situations, talking about sub-characters or whatever, that has really thrown a wrench into the ease of what the decision Come, is. I'm going to be the little angel on your left shoulder and go, the, a roll is a roll, and a toll is a toll. <laughs> What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Quick nod to the other side to... To Team Criddle right now for Spaceballs. Uh-huh. We haven't even mentioned Pizza the Hut. <laughs> he ate himself to death. <laughs> Not only that, but then grabbing the uh, actor who had the chestburster from the oh, Alien movie yes. and have him reprise his role. That was a great. That, I know. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then I, I, I love Dom DeLuise. Oh, yeah. As I'm <laughs> in... In that movie, I cannot understand what you're saying. Would you just take these? I will take these cotton balls and I will put them in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs> okay, one last thing. One last thing. Well, maybe there's more, but 
One more thing I want to ask you guys. Mel Brooks, which one was better? President um President Scroob. Is Scroob or, or yo- Yogurt? Or no Oh, I guess he's two parts in one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's president in and then there's isn't he like the friar? Yeah, he's fr- Friar Tuck or whatever. He, I don't know. The, what the, the Jewish about. version of Friar Tuck. So I think I think I would say it were fair to say that Spaceballs had a better version of. Yes. I mean they got a twofer. Uh-huh. Yep. More Mel Brooks the better. But if you ask me, I liked uh, Mel Brooks most as yogurt. Yeah, I found it in a cracker jack box. <laughs> Spaceballs. <laughs> The flamethrower, Spaceballs, the lunchbox. <laughs> the kids love it. I love the spoof they do in Spaceballs where like they, they're they watching themselves on the TV. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> now, this is happening now, now. <laughs> when is this gonna, that going to happen? Oh, man, I can't even do it justice. <laughs> oh, man. So it's so funny that you just did, said that because I was about to go men in tights, and then the instant you brought that up, that was like a last-second Three <laughs> at the buzzer. At the buzzer, Spaceballs I'm going Spaceballs. Oh, all right. Yep. Spaceballs, and I have no qualms with it whatsoever. Is our the only problem I have with Spaceballs is I don't get the nod. At, I don't appreciate the nod at the end towards um, Planet of the Apes. That's about it. What are those things coming out of their nose? <laughs> space. There goes the planet. Because <laughs> I've only seen the newer Planet of the Apes. I don't really ever have an interest of watching the older ones. Oh, you've never seen the original? I rewatched all oh, of wow. them. I will tell you, the first one is pretty good. The second one is kind of good. And then it just gets horrible from it, that point forward. Without doubt, it goes downhill from the first one. Uh, okay. But then it re, it re, rebrands itself with uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. But watch the first one. But then after that, it's like, eh, who cares? Okay. That's good to know. Charlton Heston's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Anyways, congratulations, Spaceballs, and congratulations to you, Mel Brooks, of having two teams go to the, <laughs> to the championship. Yay. Well, hopefully. I, I honestly thought it was going to be men in tights there for a second. <laughs> I didn't know with Brett, because it was like the fact that he hasn't come up with one yet and hasn't just thrown it out. I was like, I could see him go either way. I mean, it was strong, Spaceballs. The force was and strong. Then it w- and then I tilted <laughs> all the way over. And then your last second, remember that, and it went boom. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ball was going around the rim, and it went in at the last second. Wow. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Well, you decided right here and there, Spaceballs. The most, the rewatchable most rewatchable comedy. Yep. I, I think we did it justice. Yes. All right. Now it's time for our one recommendation. And... Do you have anything for us? Yeah, um, I'll start. I, I'm going to recommend another YouTube channel, believe okay. it or not. Ooh. I'm going to recommend Good Mythical Morning. Oh, yeah. I got in. I went through a Good Mythical Morning, like, binging, and then I got burnt out. I we Well, so my we, we watch it every now and then whenever our kids allow it, whenever they're kind of chill enough so uh-huh. we can actually pay attention. But uh, I love the stuff that they do on there. It's great. It's funny. Um, I'm a little annoyed with how many advertisements that are continuously popping up with the newer ones, but uh, oh, yeah. I enjoy their their comedic uh, take on the show, and I like how they eat weird combinations. And it's weird for me because I think my dream job would be like theirs, of having that <laughs> that kind of thing, but where where they just rank food. 
Why do I enjoy people eating food and ranking food that I know and I probably have my own different idea of ranking? Like, that's just the weirdest thing. Like, when they do the, like, for example, I'm a connoisseur of chicken sandwiches, fried chicken sandwiches. And then when they go do that and I'm like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I still love it. So it's an interesting thing. You got anything All right. For us? So I have, I guess, a, a request and also a suggestion. A request? Or, or one recommendation. My request is for you guys to watch Black Panther 2 because I think, and I will just tell you, I think that I've never seen uh, Thor 2. I think Black Panther 2 is boring. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've seen some people who are just like, oh, well, people who don't like it are because it's this. And it's like, no, I just think it's boring. I just, I, I found even the fight scenes boring. Like, it was two hours and 40 minutes. It had a good uh, Chadwick Boseman um, memorial and, you know, obviously T'Challa at the very beginning. But I felt as though that the death of Chadwick Boseman just hung over the entire movie and it was just like we can't get past this because this is sad and i just thought it was the most dull marvel movie i've ever seen it's really weird too i haven't seen it yet but it's really weird that like this it this thing from what i understand is chadwick boseman's death or in the movie the of t'challa it hung, hangs over the entire film, and it and my understanding is the film is, is set with it after a year after mm-hmm. his death, whereas T'Challa's dad they got over that very quickly. Yeah, which I'm like, why why is one more impactful than the other? Like, I don't understand. So I I would I, that's my suggestion. I would love to hear. I I I understand. Like I I've seen the IMDb ratings, and you know it's high. You know, it it has a Rotten Tomatoes uh, score, which is high. I just find it so boring. And maybe I'm watching it wrong. I mean, granted, I told you, Black Adam is just a, like, brain dead, just watching superheroes beat the crap out of each other. And I found that thoroughly enjoying. (laughs) I mean, it is, there is no, no deep lore that is explored, really. There's no, it's just beat the crap superheroes beating up superheroes there's just something about watching the rock in a movie it's just you just have to turn it off and, yep. like, and just enjoy yep i haven't and, seen that yet. well either. and the funny thing about it with black adam is i'm like as i was watching it i'm like is this what people like about like fast and the furious because i don't like fast and the furious but i'm like is this is this like a superhero's equivalent to fast and the furious <laughs> there's n- no depth it's just insane action yeah that sounds about on par I feel like I need to watch Fast and Furious again because I haven't watched it since I was a kid. I've only seen the first two, and that's it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. it's it's the whole the whole thing changes when the Rock comes into the picture, but then okay. he but then he eventually leaves. So, so uh, so that's my request. Is I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your recommendation because you so gave a little teaser to my it. My one recommendation is there's a series on uh, Amazon. I just barely got I. I'm 50 minutes into episode one because the first episode is like an hour and 15 minutes. It is called The Peripheral. It, I thought you were going here. Oh, my word. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I, I've been trying to find my next show to watch 
And I was just like, I'll just, I'll, I just started watching trailers last night. And so I was watching this trailer. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Look at this trailer. That's ah, okay. And then I watched it, that, that trailer to the peripheral. I'm like, that is interesting. I'm like, I wonder if they will pay it off. And I have previously criticized, and I will continue to criticize Andor on Disney Plus because that is also a slow, boring uh, series. I've only watched the first episode, and it's like 50 minutes long. And I thought I missed something, so I rewatched it. Nope, I didn't miss anything. It was just boring. <laughs> I'm only 50 minutes into the peripheral, and this is insane amazing. Yeah. I've I've I'm like on episode three or four of that. I don't know if you want my opinions on it. The first episode is amazing. I will say that. I would say that I'm at a point where like they kind of have a lull. Okay. It's still a great story. I'm just confused of where they're going now. That's all. Is okay. This, is this from the people that made Westworld? Yes. Okay. I think I remember seeing a trailer. Actually, and the one of the things on the credits I noticed is it's created by Jonathan Nolan, which Dude. I think that man is underrated. Oh, His yeah. brother gets all the credit for a lot of things. Jonathan Nolan is a fantastic writer. He did Westworld. He did... Uh, oh, did he? I didn't know that. I think he helped develop Westworld. I think he also did... Uh, Oh, what was it? I mean, he helped his brother with all all the Batman. All the Batmans. He also did a show on, I think it was CBS. Person um, of Interest. Person of Interest. That was a phenomenal show until a certain point, unfortunately. And then it kind of like, you killed off one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And then that was like really hard to keep going. But I mean, and speaking of Westworld, uh, series one of Westworld is amazing. The rest of them, I, I have no interest in watching the, the fourth season of Westworld. And when I heard it was canceled, I'm like, good. See, when I, I watched Westworld because I thought I was missing out on something, like I was like, am I not? I'm like, I need to watch this. And I watched season one and I was like, okay, maybe it'll get better because I just didn't. It didn't, fuck, <laughs> it didn't work for me. See, and I, I do not like Westerns. And what, what they did with mm. Westworld for season one was just like, it was not a Western. It was a sci fi intrigue mystery that took place over generations but you didn't know it was taking place over generations until it like wrapped itself up at the, like the like episode eight nine and then ten just blew everything out of the water hmm. see that's where this my one recommendation comes from because i i I'm kind of surprised by the, how much i like this already it is a western i was watching on the airplane last night and it's 1883 with uh What's his name? Big old mustache. I can't remember. Is it Sam? Oh, what's his face? He was in the Ghost Rider movie, right? Sam. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of his name. I'll just look at it. the deep boys. Yeah, exactly. He's on uh, A Star is Born. I don't know if you've seen that. Nope. Uh, oh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Okay. Yep. So, so far, just episode one is watched, but I'm like, I'm intrigued. Like, this is... Uh, like, they have me surprisingly invested into Sam Elliott's character, which I didn't think, because I'm not much of a, like, a, I want the big guy with no feelings. Like, instead, surprisingly, Sam Elliott is the guy with the feelings. So Interesting. I never saw that coming. And this is a series that's on Netflix, right? I don't know what it's on, to be honest, because I just watched it on the airplane. Oh, okay. But I don't think it's on Netflix, but I could be wrong. Have you watched Titans yet, season four? I got the first episode into Titans, and then I just haven't picked it up. Yeah, I watched the first episode, and I just haven't had time to watch any others. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. By hmm. the way, if you need the new login, 
I can get it to you. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm the other login expired. Because I'm very intrigued because like when I heard that uh, HBO Max slash Warner was like canceling Titans, I like how ser- I like series three. Like I didn't think I would like Hawk. Not to be confused with Hawk from like Cobra Kai because like hashtag, hashtag like best character ever. Um <laughs> But uh, I hated Hawk in series one. He's annoying. Because it was just like, oh, I've made bad decisions. Why does Dove not love me? And it's just like, because you've made bad decisions. Uh. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then in series two, he's just like, okay, well, we're going to mend things. But, you know, I've still made bad decisions. And I don't think Dove really likes me. It's like, yeah, because you've made bad decisions. Yep. <laughs> and then when they kill him in season three, I was just like, Oh, I am now sad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to watch the rest of that. Yeah, I need to. I think they're only up to like uh four episodes yeah. on HBO Max. So I need to watch it. But I've heard that this is gonna be the last season, probably. it sounds like Warner might be canceling it. It's sad, but no, it is what it is. It is. And do you know what I just heard? What? I and mean, you probably knew this already, but Ted Lasso, this will be this last season whenever it comes out because mm. it's being delayed. Well, perfect. I'll get Apple Plus and then watch it and binge it. Yep. Oh, also, and I, because I I constantly stalk this on Netflix, um, December 23rd, Alice in Borderlands Season 2. Woo! Can't wait. And we'll do a rewatch podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then also coming up, we plan on doing this December a um, The Normies. Oh yeah, it was the, the norms. Our, yeah, the norms. The uh, the Oscars for normal people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for Alice in Borderland. Yes, yeah, me too. You saw the first season, full first season. Oh yeah, that's a great. Oh man, it's so much better than Squid Game. It is. It is. I can't believe it didn't get the. Uh, it's not a question. Yeah, I can't believe it didn't get the like the following that Squid Game got. It might be a little more complicated, but it's way more entertaining. Yes, way more. Well, I even picked up on Comixology the first uh, because they finally translated. Oh, the, they did the first manga. There's four of them. They and they've translated the first one into English, and I think they're getting ready to probably release the second one about the same time that the second series comes out. So, yeah, I'm I, still still a little sad about what happens to his best friends. Oh, yes. oh, oh, yes. That tag game. Oof. That was a brutal game. Or no, hide and seek. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know which one you're talking that was about. So, uh, that was sad. Yeah, that was the worst episode. Why did I have to make that episode? It was really a big shock. What? Really? I want to watch this again now before the next season. Rewatch. So, just out of curiosity, rewatchability: Squid Game or Alice? Alice. In Alice. Yeah. Alice. By far. I think it's. I, do you have any inclination to rewatch to, to rewatch Squid Game? Squid Game? Nope. Not at all. If they come out with another season, I probably still know. So, do you think? Just another side note: uh, Money Heist rewatchability. Yes, I was actually. So, I heard the song the other day on a on a, um, a TikTok video uh-huh. of you know the little Russian song that they sing. Uh-huh. I was like, I need to watch this again because <laughs> my wife hasn't watched it with me. So, I think I need to have her watch it because it is. I think it's rewatchable. The only thing is, is how much will I hate what's his name? Oh yeah, the like the bank guy. I can't uh-huh. think of his name. 
Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But yeah, yeah I hated him so much. But I was like, well, I hate him less the second time or more or about the same. Would you watch the Spain version of Money Heist with your wife first? Or would you, going in brand new, would you watch the Korean version of Money Heist so that it's... I heard it's literally the same thing, Oh, it's right? really the, literally That's the same what, thing. I, okay. I, went th- I was debating on watching it uh-huh. and I was reading it and like, is like people are like this is literally the exact same thing just in a different country and I was oh. like really okay what like why would you make it then but no no I'd go to Spain because I like all the characters the only one that I had a hard time with the character well, like with the voiceover especially was the guy with the the buff kid with the laugh oh yeah yeah that, that laugh it finally grew on me by the end have you seen Money Heist I did do you like it yeah I I enjoyed it yeah. I, I didn't know there was a Korean version of it, but yeah, I thought it's if it's the Netflix. same, then forget it. I yeah, don't I don't, watch. I'm gonna waste my time for the same storyline. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, get get gone, get out of here.